Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Fergus here. Uh, hope you have had a good weekend. Hope you've uh, enjoyed uh, the first days of Freddie Lundberg as our interim manager at Arsenal Football Club. I am joined tonight by all the way from Coz. He has, uh, he's got some internet. Uh, we have old man Trev. How are you doing, Trev? I'm very well, thank you, Fergus. Very well indeed. Uh, You've had that some cheese. You what, mate? You've had that mouse some cheese. That's on the wheel to get your internet working. Yeah, it's new internet. They came this morning. It's all been renewed. It's all installed. So, your fingers are crossed that I won't keep dropping off tonight. And uh, all good, all good. Yes. So, oh, happy oh, Trev. Two happy mice. Trev. Two mice. And, and, <laughs> and you might have heard... Um, Scotty's there. He's got a Christmas tree up. He's all festive, and I think he must have had to like sell the hat or something like that to buy the tree because the tree is very, very, very impressive. Uh, Has he stuck some tinsel on his head? I don't know. He hasn't got a hat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, how are you? You okay? Yeah. Bad jokes aside, yeah, not too bad. That's all right. But more importantly, we keep the best to last. Melina, the beautiful Melina, how are you? Oh, hello, guys. Um. Yeah, I'm not too not too bad. Thank you very much. Good, um, good. I just got back from work, so not really, you know, looking fresh. But hopefully, we can have some nice uh, topics to keep I, I, I do hope I do hope you got a glass <laughs> of wine, a vodka, or a beer, or something to hand if you've just got back from work. No, sadly not. <laughs> oh, poor form. We should have given you another fifteen minutes, shouldn't we? Really. So. Um, what we're going to talk about today, what we're going to talk, we're going to talk about the Norwich away game. I, it was my first away game of the season. Um, we're going to look at that. Uh, we're going to look at just Freddie's first game in charge um, as interim manager. Should he be manager till the end of the season? Should, you know, let's, let, let's, let's see. We'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to look at the Brighton game. Uh, we're going to look about some of the stuff that Freddie has said, some of the stats and the FA Cup draw. So we've got a few different bits and pieces. Let's start with the Norwich away game. Well, the Norwich away game started in the the waterfront bar for uh, for me. Um, Dave Hurl, thankfully, uh, gave us um, gave us a lift up. Uh, I ended up having friends around for dinner. We didn't have hit the mail back the night before, so it was quite it's quite handy that he uh, drove up. And we ended up uh, meeting with Lee and meeting with uh, Dan Harvey and it'd be quite a lot of um, Arsenal fans for him and Guns and Yellow Ribbons uh, watchers. Uh, hello, Pete, because um, we were having a good chat with him. Um, so it, it was good. It was good to, to meet up with them. It was bloody freezing, though. Absolutely freezing. Um, we have got a, a guest in the background, which is um, Boston Ozil. Mike Galvez is there, and he says, uh, good evening, gents. It's it's about time you got to, like, put a bit of effort and, um, uh, you know, watch us, listen to us. You might join Don't us one day. Get his camera out. Get his camera out. <laughs> get your camera out. Get your camera out. <laughs> which, which actually... Which actually links up very well with the name of the title of the podcast. The name of the uh, title of the podcast is "Give Me Six. Uh, a "Give Me Six was, um, you know, the waterfront, don't you, uh, uh, Trev? Because you spent quite a lot of time um, in in uh, in Norwich. T- tell us a bit about the waterfront. Yeah, I used to work. I used to work a lot in Norwich, Fergus. It's not a bad pub. But I've never been there when the Arsenal been there, but we used to spend quite a bit of time in there. Big place. Nice and roomy, loads of televisions all around. Yeah, 
Good booze. I'm a bit disappointed in you, Fergus, because if you could feel the cold, you hadn't drunk enough beer, so you've let the away date boys down. You drink in too fair, much beer, you in, don't in, feel the cold. In, in fairness, that was early on, and then I got the hat on, and uh, plenty of people will have seen on you on uh, Facebook and so on um, my general degeneration, um, where the cold didn't matter in the end. So yeah, uh, Mon- Monday Monday was a peaceful day. That's all I can say. Monday was a peaceful day. Um, hello to everybody in the chat bar. We got Heath, we got Ross, we got obviously Mike, we got Dave Hurl. Cheers to Lift Dave um, and uh, Nick Birch. Say hello. Say hello, Melina. Hi, baby. <laughs> oh, hi, Melina. <laughs> oh, you me? <laughs> so it, it was, it was, it was gone. Gone. I, d- I just said sorry, Nick. Oh, dear. <laughs> so look. We started brightly, very familiar defensive failings uh, as uh, Timo Puki uh, ended his eight-game eight goal, uh, eight game goal drought uh, with a shot that was deflected off Mustafi. Now, I know what your favourite phrase is, Mike, but uh, what did you make of um, just a, that goal and, and, and the defensive breakdown of that? Go on, I'll, over to you, Mike. Uh, well, can we talk about the team lineup first? Actually, good shout, good shout. Because um, I, well, I've read and I've also looked into myself. If that was Emery putting that team up, would there be questions asked and a lot of swearing? Uh, I probably think you're right because um, Mustafi playing, uh, Granit Shaka getting a start for the first team again. Um, I didn't want to see him in a shirt again. Um, uh, uh, Ozil playing on the right. Uh, well, actually, he played on the right and he played on the left. He played on no, both. He played mostly on the left, but he started on the left wing, which is strange to me when you've got the likes of Pepe, who's on the bench, and Abamian can play on the left wing. So why didn't he start Pepe if he was struggling in that sort of sense, in in that way? But there's also the young kid Saka who can play there, and you know there is there is other options there. Martinelli he can play on the left wing. So it just it, it just doesn't seem right to me that, and well, I think it was a bit of a bad shout for him. The, the, the starting lineup, yes, I, great points and great valid points. The Pepe Saka thing, I think we'll touch on as we hit the second half, and do remind me to bring it back up again because who should have come up and and, and so on. But I I was very disappointed to see Saka play in, in an Arsenal shirt again. Um, Trev, I know you're very much a traditionalist and you don't like to criticise any any Arsenal players, but what did you feel about? Seeing Shaka in in an Arsenal shirt away at Norwich, it was in the shirt you're wearing. Well, well, I just think you've got to. We put Lundberg's been put in charge, right? I was a bit shocked when I saw the when I saw the team selection. I didn't expect him to pick that team, but you give the man responsibility. You've, as I said, you know, always say you've got to trust him. So you give him the responsibility. He picks a side, um, Shaka. I'm not happy with some of the things Jack has done. I don't, if I'm honest, I don't really rate him. But if the manager picks him, then he gets my support. And and you know me, I'm not going to go into it deep and start ranting and raging. The the gaffer picked his team. I didn't necessarily think that was what he should have picked, but he picked it. Um, I, rather than be worried about Zaka, I was more worried about the performance of uh, Louise and, and and Mustafi. As I know you're going to touch on. Yeah, yeah go on, Mustafi. <laughs> but, but listen, right, 
it, it's interesting. I was talking to a mate of mine, uh, Simon. I was talking to him about just after the game about the defence, right? And he said to me, and, and I'd be interested to get people's views on this, they're not bad players, are they, right? But you've got to remember, over the last couple of seasons, they must have been, they've not been coached one system, have they? He must have changed the system four or five times, you know? So they're not learning one system and sticking to it. They're changing and chopping and changing. And they seem to think that was a lot to do with it rather than the ability of the players. So just thought I'd chuck that one in there and see what you thought, boys. And girls, of course. I was going to make that point that Russ Morgan said as well, but I thought I'd leave it to that relevant time about Arbor and Lacquer. Go on. And then I, I want to hear what the Yeah, I was just going to make a point on that, but obviously he's jumped in before me. Uh, but uh, yeah, what I was saying is uh, home home games, uh, Lacquer plays very well uh, with, you know, I me mean, with Aubameyang, but I just think away games, I just feel like we shouldn't be playing them both. We should be playing one. We shouldn't, you know... It, we seem to be trying to accommodate them both in, but we're always moving one to a left or to the right. We never, we never really play them both in the middle. So I just think if if that's the case, we've got better players who can play on the wings or more suited to the wings, should I say? So which one then, Mike? Uh, well, if, in all honesty, if I was going to go for away games, I'm just going to pick the one. It'd have to be Abamian because he's the one who's scoring goals at the minute. Okay. Melina, thoughts? Yeah, I must agree with everything that you guys said, you know, all the opinions about the lineup and uh, disappointed, massively disappointed when I when I saw uh, his starting 11. I mean, I, just, I would be really upset to see um, Freddy uh, at the position of uh, Array when he went to Monaco, you know, everyone was praising him. Everyone was so excited. Everyone was saying, "Oh yeah, he's he's the right man, um, the right place." But we know we all know how it ended and and how much hate he he got at the end when the things didn't work out for him. So if uh, Freddie's going to continue with poor selection and um, strange tactics. Um, I just don't. I, I I just didn't understand why he why he went for for that line uh, for the lineup, and it's very hard to see his point after so many disappointing um, did, lineups did you... from Emery. You know what I mean? Like, and if he continues doing so, um, obviously right now, yeah, let's let's give the man time. Let's let's just wait and see uh, what the future brings. But I'm not going to be overly. Um, excited. I'm not going to put myself in the position of like, yeah, he's he's the man. He's gonna have everything under control because I know what happened to Henry, and you know, Lina. he's not really experienced yet. So, I, I I think the biggest shock was the fact that we had Chambers and Kolasniak on in uh, in, in the back rather than having Tierney uh, yeah. and Bellerin. Uh, even if we lost one of them, and the, if they're on the bench, they're, they're meant to be fit enough. And I think that that was the the probably the biggest shock. But are they, and, are they not... and to me, I mean, there is always the same subject for me: Chaka on the field, field, and Torreira on the bench. I just, I never understand this. Why he, why he puts um, Chaka together with Guendouzi when he knows that this actually doesn't work? It doesn't, that, that never worked for us. And you know, if you want to play Chaka, uh, put him, you know, put him on the position that he actually knows how to play. Uh, don't put him together with Guendouzi. They just don't work together well, and that was obvious for so you know many months before. 
I just don't understand. For no, I, t- I, t- I totally agree. Shaka uh, plays really, really well on the bench. Um, the first goal, um, defensively, uh, nobody went to a ball. Uh, you, you, you talk about uh, Louise earlier, um, Trev, uh, talk about Mustafi, Mike, um, and Gwenduzi. Gwenduzi, I watched Gwenduzi. Okay, yeah, the Heineken was flowing, as David said earlier. Um, but I did watch. I did watch him, and while he's very industrious, while while he's very very busy. And he is very passionate and he does get involved. I just didn't see what end product was involved in a lot of what he did. But he is not the biggest at fault. The, the David Louise uh, Mustafi pairing is just like two clowns in there. You might as well have Laurel and Hardy in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, I, I actually, I'm going to agree with you about Gwenduzi. And this is the first time I probably will feel, agree with you on Gwenduzi. His work rate, second to none. No doubt about it. His work rate is second to none. But I just feel at this moment in time, after watching him myself for the last couple of games, he's, he's not really been or he's not really going towards what we hope he, we, he should be going towards. He's not... <clears throat> I just feel he's, he's being... You know, I mean, obviously, if so long... you can't. I'm not going to blame Freddie for this because there's nothing to do with Freddie. Obviously, he's only just got taken charge. But he's, be, he's been coached wrong. So what we feel, what we saw him at the start of last season, and as 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 last season progressed, he was doing really well. He was, you know, I mean, he was, he was going to that point where he's thinking, actually, this kid's going to be amazing. This point in time now, I just feel he, he's only young, he's getting into the team every week in week out, and I just don't feel he's getting complacent. And I just don't feel he could do anything. You know, what I mean, I'm, he must feel like now he doesn't matter what he does. He can do anything wrong and he'll still get picked for the next team, which is the issue. Now, this is why I think he got subbed as well. Okay. And what about Chambers? Uh, anybody have a oh, view on Chambers? Terrible game. I, I, you know what? I, I, go on, Trev. You're gonna, you're gonna, I can see you're gonna, trying to jump in. No, I, I just, just uh, going back to the selection you see. If you look at in, in the past, right? Managers change players. So I just wonder whether the fact that Freddie was now in charge and had spoke to the players differently maybe would 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 sort of change the game they play because that has happened before, you know. You can put 11 players on the pitch one week under one manager and they'll be awful. Next week, put them on the same set of players on the pitch under another manager and they seem to pick their game up. Maybe they want to play for him or whatever. So I was hoping that would be the case. My main concern... Is 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 Luis? Is Luis at the back? I'd, I'd 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 love to see him played a bit further up the field. I see the lads. There's massive talk about Xhaka, isn't there? He's, he is very much marmite at the moment, and he? he's marmite at the moment. Some people love him, some people hate him. I'd rather see Luis in the Xhaka role, and 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 whether you play Xhaka further up the field and, or until it was a bit more, give him a bit more space. I don't know, but. But Luis is my major worry at the moment. I, 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 I really like to see him play further up the field. Um, but and we can't, by the way, we can't, we can't say Freddie is new, can we? Because he's been coaching them all season. So he knows the players. He's not come in there and thought, right, I've got to work all these players out. He's watched them all. So he's, the only thing that might change under Freddie is the system. Yeah? There's no, there's, there's no different, you know, the actual approach, the man, daily man coaching, Freddie's been there. He's been doing all that. And he also so, had a lot of the youth as the under twenty three. Um, so, 
we we like it as we said we started bright you know i mean he started off the roof sorry mate he's been at the club for 20 years he's been at the club for 20 years with a slight spell at sweden i think uh, involving their coat like learning his badges and stuff like that but uh, we started brightly, um, yet Pukki got that goal. It deflected off Mustafi. Nobody, Mustafi didn't run to the ball. He had a chance to to interject. Uh, he didn't. Uh, he turned his back on him. He turned his back, but he, I think he was hoping on David Luiz to cover him. None of them, as we said, Lowell and Hardy, they, they didn't do anything. It then, not long afterwards, I think it was about eight minutes afterwards, Zimmerman was penalised for a handball as Aubameyang levelled for the visitors with a retaken penalty after uh, four Norwich players, plus some Arsenal players, encroached um, when the original penalty was taken, um, and it was saved by Tim Krul. What did we make of that penalty? And you will see, uh, if you go back on Facebook, you will see myself, Mark Porter, Dave Hurls, and little Nick's uh, reaction uh, to while we're waiting for the retake and, and, and the subsequent score in the goal. What did we make of it? Um, I, I think it was... A right decision? It was a definite penalty. Yeah, it was nailed on. Yeah, it was a nailed on penalty. Absolutely. He threw his hand in the air. It's definitely a penalty. Melina, what about the retake? Yeah, like, did you think it had to be retaken? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Well, because they 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 just moved too too fast. They they Hmm. they crossed the line too fast. So you you could see it on the on the replay. And I was quite pleased that it went in the um, retake because I would be gutted if, you know, seeing that later on the retake. It's quite quite funny in the ground. They've got um, like these sort of big screens sitting, looking at the ground like this. And all of a sudden they came along and they said, there's a a retake of the penalty. They they were shown the penalty. They turned the screens away from the away fans so we can't see it. And then they brought it back around again while the VAR was on. Um, VAR was absolutely ridiculous, correct, but ridiculous again as a fan in the stadium. We haven't got a clue what's going on. I watched it uh, this morning again on Matter of the Day. And, yeah, I agree with you, Melina. Um, there, there was encroachment on the box. And the, the, the fact there was encroachment by four of their players and two of our players, but it was the fact that the ball that was cleared was cleared by one of their players who encroached in the box, and and that's what the whoever yeah. Aaron's uh, yeah absolutely that, correct Aaron's, yeah. Aaron's was the first one in there. He was the first one to encroach, and he was the first one to the ball. So that's why he's got. Yeah. But Z- Zimmer- Zimmerman's uh, protests were like ridiculous, but his hand was like this, like flapping yeah. around, and it it was a bolt on penalty. So yeah. Yeah, it was a bolt on penalty, and that's exactly right. The white was retaken because they, the bloke that encroached the most, cleared the ball. So that's it. That's why we've got VAR. I'll take it. The keeper was playing some head games as well. Cruel was uh, coming off his line. He was encroaching, and he was told quite a few times by the the referee as well to to you know stay on your line. And even when the retake, he was shouting at Abamyang, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" Just trying to you know head. Mess with his head, sort of stuff. Nearly, nearly. Um, um, Alba, Alba's but, reaction after that second, after that second penalty, was priceless. You know, when he hashed him, like when he would run, and uh, before he actually celebrated, he went. <laughs> but you know, you, you know what, Melina? On on that point, Cruel got a yellow card for disobeying the referee and coming off the coming off the the, the line. Yet again, he then afterwards 
got involved and got some he, he got some verbals with the referee as well. He yeah. could have easily, easily be sent off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is what we were talking about uh, with Nate when we watched this. I just. Oh, God, man. There were so many little things, you know, that annoyed me during this game. And, uh, yeah, anyway, go on. <laughs> listen, listen, I'll ask you a question. I'll t- should Aubameyang be taking penalties for Arsenal? I don't think he should. Why not? That was a, I'll tell you for why. Because that penalty, the, the first penalty, he, got, he was a very lucky lad on Sunday, right? Because that first penalty was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. It's two foot off the floor, perfect saving night for a goalkeeper, and it's nowhere near the corner. And I've not forgiven him yet because you know what he did? It brought back memories of that bloody one he missed against Tottenham last year. Exactly. It was exactly the same. Pa- bad, it's, it's not a safe one, it's a bad penalty. Yeah, it's it not was. got the power on it, it's at the right height <laughs> to save it, and it's not in the corner. And I'm beginning to wonder have we not got a better penalty pa- penalty taker in our side? Do we need to risk Albamian? Well, this is you- it. Do you know he scored 27 goals uh, in uh, in the league when he's played on Sunday, more than any other player in the league that's scored on a Sunday? How many of them are penalties? I don't know. No, I'm, talking about penalties, I'm talking about penalties. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about goals. We had two penalties. He only scored one of them. So I'm talking about the goals. But well, yeah, I, I agree with Trev. I think Laka maybe should be taking him. I don't think I don't think Aubameyang should be taking him because it's not the first one he's missed in sense from the Tottenham game. I think he had he's had a couple. I'm, I can't be sure who against, but I know he's had one or two. Oh, yeah, someone else I, who agrees. No, you're right. You're right, Mike. Uh, I can't remember exactly what, but they're, they're not the only two. There's been another one or two more. Yeah. Sorry, one, one second. You talk about taking penalties and, and people who are watching the YouTube will, will see some of the, cred, uh, the the comments that are coming up in the chat and we put them on the screen. And some of the ones that we actually talk about um, bring up. Uh, Boston Ozil, Michael Galvez uh, agreed with you and said that Lacquer should be taking the penalties. But he's come along and said, David Louise should no, be No, Mike. No, Mike. Sort it uh, out. But against City? No, I don't think there's a second. I think there's, there's, we should have better penalty takers than all the, going all the way back to someone who's in defence. I'm I'm sure Xhaka can take a penalty. He may go into row Z, but I'm sure he can take a penalty. My, I, I, th- I, th- I think you, um, I think you need to clarify a bit, a little bit more. Um, Trevor, your fan club's out. Obviously, your granddaughter said, um, uh, <laughs> "Oh, granddad." Yeah. But, uh, uh, Lee, Lee's giving me a shout out as well. <laughs> well, I love you, Florence, and I sort of love you, Lee. There you go. That? <laughs> so, just before ha- half time, Cantwell, who was causing us all sorts of problems all game because of the amount of space we were giving. The Norwich players, we weren't pressing the ball. We talked about it earlier. Um, he established a lead again by slicing through our defence and placing an effort into the bottom of the corner on the stroke at halftime. The worst time, in my view, uh, to concede a goal and the absolute most perfect time if we're in a way, uh, a way team to, um, to to score a goal. But it wasn't us. Uh, it was same old, same old, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. The problem is being is obviously that gap between midfield and defence, and this is why these are the, these are the issues that we're having. Because even during that whole game, I thought going forward we was doing okay. We was doing the same sort of things that we used to do a couple of years ago by trying to pass the ball into the back of the net instead of having someone just think, "Oh, do you know what? Screw it, I'm going to hit it." 
you know, but instead was trying to pass it into the net. And I think that's why we, we failed on that this season. But uh, so far this season, because we're still trying to pass that ball into the net, but we're having, we're having so many issues with our, between the defence and the midfield. And it is, it's just a constant run through with, well, how can we say it's the same old Arsenal, you know, it's been like this for a long time. You know, it's not just recently, it's been like it for a long time. And, and I think these are where the issues are really, this is where issues are really causing us because if you do get someone who's half decent, who knows what they're doing, you know, he can't, well, I know he's a young lad, but he's, he's come up through the championship and now he's doing, you know, I mean, he's coming to the premiership. So it's just, when someone learns that and they see the space, they thrive on these sort of things. Well, match of the day again. Looking at the pundit this morning, they were talking about um, uh, they were talking about he he was very Lampard esque and the way he was just waiting for the loose ball and stuff like that. Uh, uh, it, to be honest, I thought he had a good game and and uh, Norwich didn't have a bad game. Just to clarify on the uh, Abamyang Mike Gongalves com- comment. Um, he's talked about when Abamia missed a penalty last season, the season before against City. So um, he's agreeing with with us all and saying that, uh, with you all and saying that it shouldn't be um, it shouldn't be uh, Abamyang taking the penalties. But Abamyang uh, drew in the second half, um, drew us level, turning in a loose ball from a corner. But at that point, we could have been those fifty nine minutes. I think gone. We could easily have had that goal disallowed. Did you, Malin? Did you see the two goals on the on, on the bench? Uh, on the pitch, the, on the bench. Jesus. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I did. But I just wanted to mention something quickly. Going back to our defense um, and that second goal for Norwich. Um, you know what I what I've noticed? I think we've got a massive problem with closing down. We just look like our defense is basically they they, they give them space. They give them space uh, to the point that you question the uh, you question the defenders if they actually if they are, are teachable. There was some comment I can't remember who said it that there was some. Uh, uh, one of the pund- I think one of the pundits said that, that there are. Mustafi and and uh, Luis, they are unteachable. They, you cannot teach them things because they seem like re- uh, constantly repeat the same mistakes. And h- how do you expect them to get better after so many performances when they uh, when they did exactly the same thing, which is they didn't close down. You know, the, the players, opposition players, they come with the ball and it just looks so easy for them. I mean, it's it's far too easy, you know. When they just observe the movement of the pitch, you know, and they just they just stay there, they just stay doing nothing. I mean, uh, how how ridiculous is that? I just I think it was Gary Neville said that comment, and I agree with it. I just mm. feel like I just feel like they're never going to learn. So how many times do you you know everyone sees it? If they watch the games after you know after they um, when they got get back to the training or whatever. I don't know when they watch it, but if they watch it again, surely there must be people pointing that out. So, you know, whoever is training them, I just, I don't understand. I I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But, you know, that's, none of us are footballers. None of us are football managers, but we can sit here 
in with with a webcam and a microphone and we can all see it and just don't understand but listen doing your job and actually trying to play a game of football when you're on the pitch it's much much different um one thing that lee lee's calling me out on and lee didn't wasn't obviously at the beginning um but he's calling me out on this one here. He says, Ferg is out of order for bantering with the Norwich fans. Lee, give me six, give me six, give me six. Give me six, give me six, give me six. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. That was funny. But they, they actually were doing giving us that back again, but they couldn't even count. <laughs> You'd have to be there. Sorry. Sorry, people. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> I've gone red now. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! What, right, okay, what so have you been drinking? What you have been drinking? I guess that, that that's all I've had. I've had an open a can of beer just before we started. Listen, listen I just want to. I just Melina, I so agree with what you said just now. But I've, I'm hoping that this week, right? Because now we've got the BFG on board, don't we? You know what I mean? He's in the changing room. He's on the team now. I'm hoping he's got down to London Colney this week, and he's got Louise in that hand, and he's got Mustafi in that hand, and he said, right, you two. I'm going to start listening to a bit of coaching and you're going to stop all this rubbish. And next week we're going to go out. Oh, Thursday, we're going to go and give Brighton a good hiding. I bet I'm wrong, but I hope I'm right. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't want to know where he's putting Socrates in all that when you were just saying that. Well, Socrates wasn't. <laughs> he's, he's not counting. I'm not counting Socrates. <laughs> that could hurt. <laughs> good. <laughs> you know what the old saying is? You can't teach an old dog news tricks. <laughs> um, so right, okay. After the game, Freddie. Came <laughs> Excuse me, taxi for Fergus. I love it. <laughs> I, I was moving swiftly on from Heath's comment. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Heath, look, you got to be there. You got to be there. You got to be there. Listen, it, it, the, the whole concept of this. Okay, yeah, we are on video now. And we're trying to be a little bit more professional, but it's still three, four football fans. Tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> down the pub having a chat about Arsenal we spend an hour having a chat about the, the, the club we love and and, and and the pastime we love so Freddie at the end of um, the game said he really he, uh, the game went well or started well um, and that's how he wanted to play football and this, the first 30 minutes 20-30 minutes were reasonably good um, but we need to work better at the transitions we dominated but um, they broke against us too easily um, in the beginning, uh, I saw a lot of things that they had worked on in training. He's had one day training as the head coach, um, our interim head coach. Okay, yeah, he's been involved before and he would have seen all that training regime. But he's got one day where he's in charge and one day as a manager. Um, what did you make of his overall a, a score out of 10 for his performance then? Melina, you go first. Um. You know, I love I love Freddie. I just I just don't feel like because you've got a status of a legend, immediately you have to be a great manager. And I would hate people, you know, um, telling you know him to um, uh, no, not gonna swear, but you know what I mean, <laughs> to get lost <laughs> quickly. Uh, because obviously he needs time, and and um, after giving so much time to Emery and Wenger in the past, we also give him time as well. You know, it's only, it's only fair. So I'm not I'm not negative. I I wanna I want I wanna believe that he can sort this out and 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 get better. You know, 
So uh, out of out of ten, what would you give him? Out of ten, I would give him probably six. Yeah. Okay. Mike, what would you say out of ten? Right. Based on everything that's gone on, I think I think he's. I'm going to give him a five out of ten because going forward we oh. were uh, we were brilliant. Oh. No, 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 no. Come on, we're, it's his first game, so I'm just going to say, and I'm not I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to give him a five because going forward, brilliant. Going backwards or someone against us, absolutely terrible. Uh, but you've also got to consider the fact that Leno was definitely the man of the match. His saves were unbelievable, and he kept us in that. Trev, I could hear you um, disagreeing with uh, Mr. Scunthorpe. Well, I was a little bit annoyed with Molina, but I was very annoyed with Scunny then. You but can be. Listen. <laughs> listen. Agree to disagree, Trev. We have to, don't we? Um, you've got to give five out of ten. See, there's another one. So right. They, Everyone agrees to... with me, mate. <laughs> he had or the one pop. of them. He didn't pick a team for the fans, right? He picked a team that he wanted to pick. He could have made us all happy and picked a different team completely, but he didn't. He went with what he thought was right. So he's he's shown a pair of balls there, right? So he's got seven for that, right? He's got eight because he's Freddie and he had red hair and I love him. And then I'm going to give him another yeah, one. You. I'm going to give him another one because his jumper was bang on. Up your skulls here. I loved his jumper. So <laughs> nine for me. Nine for me, but you know what I'm like. I wouldn't go any other way. So there. No. You know what? You're priceless. You're absolutely priceless. I can't argue with anything you just said. I really can't. I, okay. I, I think I think Molina's score about six, between six and seven, is about right for all the reasons everyone said. I like. I, I disagreed with his um, with his uh, team selection. Uh, I didn't know what Ozil was meant to be doing. I didn't want to see Shaq in a shirt. Um, but that's we don't want to see Mustafi in a shirt either. Yeah, yeah, but you know, Mustafi's done all right uh, in in the champ uh, in the oh, wishful thinking. He got uh, he got kicked out for a reason in the Europa League. He just um, proved that reason. Trevor, your fan club's getting even bigger. You know that. So Heath wants to marry you. Are you uh, are you like you know are you a penguin or fluid or whatever? I prefer long dark hair. Me, no, he's got no chance now. Yeah, okay, and uh, Boston Ozil. Gives you a round of applause. <laughs> He's got long dark hair. You know what? Um, six, seven, maybe. Uh, and some of that will be for whatever a combination of what all you said, like Trev, uh, your passion about his red hair, no hair. He hates Man U. He's 20 years Arsenal. But on the facts of his performance on that day, I would have given him six ish. Six. So. Um, apparently it's Fergus out as well now. So um, Arsenal now, are now winless in six Premier League games. We've drawn four, lost two, the worst run since August 2011, um, when we also uh, a run of six. Uh, since the Premier League debut, I, I said this one already about uh, Aubameyang. He scored 27 goals on a Sunday, more than any other player to score goals in that uh, that day of the week. And that was just a lighthearted one. The more disappointing one is Arsenal have not won any of the past 40 games in the Premier League uh, when losing at halftime. We've drawn 10 and lost 30 uh, since uh, the 5-3 with Theo Walcott and his goal uh, against Chelsea in October 2011. Uh, we haven't, we haven't, um, we haven't won when we're losing half time. Uh, pretty, pretty depressing 
when you um, when you look at it, and and it just shows there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, it shows that we haven't really moved hugely forward under under Emery. Um, we've got Brighton on Thursday, eight fifteen. Um, it's on your Fire Stick, your laptop, your tablet, your phone, whatever it's on. It's on it's on Amazon, um, and all twenty game, all twenty teams. So there's ten games on over this next few days, and then. 10 games on over around the, 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 the Boxing Day, St. Stephen's Day, as we called it in Ireland, um, uh, fixture. So I think it costs, you can get free trials and everything else to try that. Um, anybody going to the Brighton game? Melina, you going? No, I'm not going. You, I'm you're not, not going, going to the game these, day, these days? I'm not going midweeks games anymore. Why? Just fed up? Well, you know what? Traveling, it's, hard, it's hard with family, I know. First of all, yes. The kids and the puppy, obviously, mischievous puppy. Um, plus traveling at night, I just don't fancy um, traveling, you know, by train at night, uh, midweek. No. no, I get that. I what get a that. sad reflection on. I'm not going to linger on that. What a sad reflection on our on on how these ladies feel. That is, don't feel like traveling at night. Sorry to hear that, Melina. Hmm. Well, you know, the thing the, the, the thing is that the world's changed massively, you know, and uh, seeing what's happening out there, you know, it just, especially when you've got kids, you, you have to be sensible, you know, and I just don't like being on my own, on my own, uh, you know, when I, when I get back no, to London, it's quite late, you know, and... In, I, in, in... In fairness, it, 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 it's now going to be 8.15, because, which is even later. So it means the game doesn't finish till 10. By the time you get onto a train, it's going to be 11. By the time you get, most of us live within about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. If you get the train, you're not going to be home till gone midnight. I've got a half, uh, what's my walk down from the tube station, Mike? About 20 minutes, isn't it? Depends something how pissed like I am, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah, yeah. But so, it, it, it yeah, I... Totally agree. I, and I, I am going because I'm meeting up some with some people, uh, hopefully for a couple of beers. Uh, I've got Thursday and Friday off. Uh, I've got some stuff to sort out. But we haven't beaten them since October uh, 2017. They haven't been in the league very much since uh, before then. But we've drawn the last two times, um, once at home and once away. Um, yeah. What's, what, what's your thoughts on the game? Trev, uh, go on. Go first. I went down to Brighton uh, last season and we was away on Boxing Day, I think. Took the beautiful wife with me, said I was treating her to a, to a nice couple of days in Brighton and uh, then slipped it in that uh, we had happened to be playing away at Brighton. Um, they they were a big side and they bullied, from what I remember, I might be wrong, but they were a big side and they bullied us a little bit last year. And uh, But we still should have, I think we drew or did we draw? Did, oh, yeah, remember. we drew, we drew. Yeah, we drew. But so we should have got something out of, out, out of, more out of the game. I thought we we, we, we it, was, it was just like Molina was saying a little while ago, actually, uh, and you, Fergus, that, that, that we we seem to play well going forward and then panicked in defence. You know, dropping off, dropping off, dropping off, go give a goal away. So I I don't know. I think give them a week with another week with with Freddie and a, another few days with the BFG. I'm so excited about the BFG coming up to coach the seniors. I really am. I have a lot of respect for that man. I've had a lot of respect for that man since he coached um, Holding through the cup final. That was spectacular that day, what he did. 
Um, so I'm hoping he might start having more of an influence and let's get a win and get going, get get the season going again. Yeah, so I'm up for a win. I reckon about 3-0. Mike, you're not coming down to call you off guard, sorry. Um, you, you're not you're not coming down for this one, are you? Uh, I was going to say, Trev's a bit optimistic, 3-0. Um, no, I'm not coming down for Brighton, mate. No, it's one, it's going to be 8.15. is way too late for something like that for me. I'd never get back, I'd never get back home. <laughs> Well, you know, until the following day, there's uh, yeah, room available. You know that, yeah. The Fergus Hotel's always open. I know <laughs> that, uh, but there's also, yeah, there's there's that, and I just think it's it's it is quite a bit of an expense as well. Uh, but no, I'll be watching on Amazon, and and like Trev was saying, I, I think it was Brighton. It was a start of our downfall last season as well. Yeah, it, towards no, I, the end of last season, well, that was. That confirmed that we weren't almost like was that in, uh, there was that in Palace, but I think the start yeah. of was about April when uh, we lost one nil away to Everton, and then the uh, yeah, that's right, yeah, 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 yeah. and the bright the Brighton game just confirmed it, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot tougher than what people think. I think well, there's a few. It's people... going to be a lot tougher, but I think I do feel like we probably should get a win out of this one. I think it's going to be a bit closer than three nil. I think I'm guessing we're going to either uh, it's going to be a two one draw. No, two one draw, two one win. Two one draw. Who's the Irish one here? It's who's the, the coffee. <laughs> it's the Irish coffee. I've just had I've had that much beer and I've I haven't done that. <laughs> um I, I personally I, I can't call it. Um I, I was talking to somebody about it earlier today and I was saying if it was was Emery still in charge? I would have thought we'd have lost because uh, I thought they, he he had lost the team. He'd, lo- he'd lost he'd lost the dressing room com- completely. Uh, I think Freddie Freddie is trying to do some stuff. Um, dunk. Um, they're a big side, as you said, Trev. I got two one as well. I think Mike two one. Um, Heath is saying he'd take the draw. A draw is not good enough for us. Not at home. Not at home. Not at all. No, no, that's not right. that's think, we've got uh, we're at home, aren't we? So I think that's going to uh, favour us a bit more. Yeah. Um. So Wenger and Freddie have been talking. Apparently, uh, Freddie said he's going to have a chat with Wenger. He hasn't spoken to him just yet, but he is going to speak to him ahead of this Brighton game and get some advice from him. What advice would you say if you if if Wenger was to give one line of advice? Um, what line of advice would you think he would say? Um, Melina, I'll start with you ladies first, as always. One line of advice. That... Don't go on social media. That's a good one, actually. Good, yeah, good call. Actually, very good call. Very good call. Yeah. Uh, age before like beauty. Toxic fun, toxic fun by, so it's nice. No, it, it, my it's... advice to him now as well. In, in fairness, that's a really good point, actually, and uh, and, and we'll carry on about the, the the one question. But the toxic fan base thing, um, the the amount of people at Norwich, I didn't hear many fans who were travelling to Norwich and spending one hundred and fifty, two hundred quid, or hundred quid, whatever it is. Plus, some of them were staying over, uh, and 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 it costs a a lot of money. And the way ticket is twenty five quid. That, that's the, the 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 minor thing. You're looking at fuel getting there. You're looking at beer. You're looking at food and everything else. It all adds up. It's it's over a hundred quid for every average person to go to a game. If you stay over, it's even more. That's your choice. 
But I didn't hear anybody up there really bleating and moaning that much. Yes, the team selection, but nobody was going, Freddie's crap this, Freddie's crap that. Yet again, you go on this thing here, on the uh, you know, on your phone and read on the forums and read on the various Facebook pages and Twitter and everything else, you are bang on. Social media is toxic, absolutely toxic. And people need to get hold of What's your phrase? Give your head a wobble, wasn't it, Mike? Well, I was just about to say these guys are like, you know, I mean, these guys just need to give their head a wobble. They're just fucking, they're just wardrobes. I nearly swore then. Well, you did. He did. Fergus, Fergus, he swore. Him. No, 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 that, 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 was, that was a cough. That was a cough. Yeah, it was, I think it was more of a cough. But yeah, they did. I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't swear. I do know that. But sometimes you just have to. Yeah. Um, what, what would you, what advice would you say, um, Mike? Then one word of advice that Wenger could give to to to, to Freddie. It's a sinking ship. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, um, I don't know because you got to look at the Solskjaer situation at Man U. You know, he's taking advice from Fergie. Has it helped? No, it hadn't. Let's th- face it. I think it can be there's, there's advice. I think there's advice, and I think there's you know, I mean, maybe just talking to your old manager about stuff. I, I, I just don't think, well, I don't know. I just don't think he should really take advice and just just do your own thing, do what he feels he feels is right. You know, he, he's the head coach now, he needs you need to have your own style, hmm, Trev. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you've got to be your own man. You, 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 you do what's in your head. You put out there, and, and you're, you've been put in there to change things, to improve things. So make changes. You know, be strong, be firm, and and don't be afraid of upsetting people either. You know, do what. Be your own man and uh, stand by the sword. You know, or die by the sword, whatever. But but at least do it your way. Yeah. I, I also don't like the fact that the board of you know, I mean, the, the the board or the owners have come out and said that you know they've got a list of people that are going to replace replace Emery and obviously knock Youngberg down. I, I don't think they should have really said that or come out and said anything. They should have just let Freddie just do his just do his thing while they're making that decision. But if they are going to do that, they really new, do need to start moving quickly if they're going to do that because I don't think it's fair the fact that they're being quite open about it to people. And, you know, I mean, it's not just the fans that see that, it's the players that see that. So they're just, you know, I mean, you don't want them to turn against Freddie also, you know. And I, no, I, I that's, that's the thing I, I, That's the thing I'm sort of getting on that one. It's not right that they've done that. They should have maybe kept that one. You know what I mean? They shouldn't have really said anything about saying, oh, we've got a list of people to replace Emery and, you know, while Youngberg's doing, trying to do a but, job. But there's a list of 12 and Lundberg is on that list. Hmm. So oh, yeah, to, I understand that. I understand Youngberg. Uh, Youngberg is definitely on that. Should be on listen, that list. Listen, but listen, Mike. Freddie Lundberg would never have the opportunity to manage the Arsenal at this stage in his career right now uh, without being no. like moved up the ladder be, because of where he's got worked. But you way. don't want you don't want to be undermined while doing a job that no, was basically no, absolutely. absolutely you should, you know, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't asked for it. He hasn't worked himself up for it. You know. He's just basically been given it because he's the right person at the time because he was the assistant head coach. Well, he, he so was at, he's the interim. He was. So he, don't he, undermine your interim while he's trying to do a job. 
I, I, and I get what you're saying. I don't think he was uh, undermined because he was asked a match of the day, something similar, long sort of uh, type of question. And they came along and said, do you want the job? He said, he went, yeah. I said, but like, hey, listen, I've been with the club for 20 years. I'll do whatever I need to do for the club. My, thing, my, 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 my one word of advice is actually a quote from a famous Arsenal player. Uh, Remember who you are and who you represent. That's what I think he should be saying, oh, Baker. Yeah. And I think Mike Congalves. Uh, listen, Mike, uh, you're very good on on this keyboard thing. You should. You need to. You need to actually come on here and, and start saying some stuff. Um, he said, uh, Wenger will say, remember the clubs, the principles, the morals, and remember uh, the invincibles. Take from that what you will. But it's a similar it's a sim- sort. Of, similar sort that, of thing. They should. That's the. That's been the Arsenal way forever. They should. They, that should be ingrained in them when a player signs for the club, Fergus. Yep. That, shouldn't, that shouldn't be changing now. I feel a bit, I've just been listening to what I've all been saying there, and, and I feel a bit for Freddie as an interim manager because every interim manager there's ever been is on an iding to nothing, really, aren't they? Because Freddie wouldn't have known he was going to get the, uh, be a manager at the start of the season when he was promoted. He thought, I've got a season coaching, I've, I've made a promotion. So now he's interim manager. They're going to be talking to other people. He's probably been told that they will be talking to other people. And then he'll have it in the back of his head as well. When the new bloke comes in... He's off. He's going to have a team of his own, isn't he? The new yep. bloke's going to have a team of his own. So, does Lundberg stay where he is? So, Freddie's Freddy's not got it all easy, you know. And, and, and no. he, he's taken a massive, massive task on here. Uh, he's, he's got a team that's not playing well. He's in a job where he knows he's at massively at risk. And not only is he massively at risk of not being the head coach, he's massively at risk of not having a job if they bring a bloke in that wants his own team. So I, 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 feel I, think, I think the club will find a job for him. But a question, is this the worst Arsenal side that you've seen? And if so, how since how long? Oh, me? Yeah, go on. You, you were talking first. So, um, yeah, and then the others can pop in. I, I can't ever remember... A sp- having a minus goal difference at this stage of the season, we probably have. There'll be people pop up in a minute and say the last the time we have. In the 80s sometime. They'll, be, go- they'll be Googling it now. But you see, these, uh, no. these younger fans, they, they can't, they, they, they've not had this before. So it's a big shock, you know. Well, I think we're minus one goal difference, are we, after so many games of the season? I've never seen that before. Are we the worst I've ever seen? I can remember seeing some bad sides, Fergus. But I, I couldn't. I, I was a lot younger then, so my, my 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 I looked at it in a different way. But I can't ever remember thinking to myself, "Them players have come off the field and actually haven't give it hundred percent." And I do get that feeling with one or two of our players now. When they come off the field, I think you could have tried harder. You could have tried harder. And I can't remember having that feeling before. So yeah, that's that's it for me. Yeah. I, I, a couple of people have put in the comments about the 80s and stuff like that. So, uh, Mike, you, you've not been... Like, I've been following the no, team. I've, I've, uh, I've, only known, yeah, I've only known Wenger. But I have seen some worse sides that have done better than this side that we have now. And it just shows the coaching side of it that we've had over the last 18 or so months. Yeah, you know, And I, I just think it's the worst coaching we've ever had, definitely. Hmm. It's not the worst side we've had because you've got to look at like Mike just popped up there and I was thinking exactly the same. We had Shamak up front, we had Ben Ayoum in midfield, you know, we've had William Gallas, we've had Silvestri, we've even had Pascal Segan. We've had some in there again, Bentner and Danielson. Oh, you can't really diss Bentner to be fair. You know, the Lord, 
Yeah, you can't diss the Lord too much, can you? But but uh, yeah, you know we have had some. Uh, we've had some worse sides than this, and yeah. it's and and we've still managed to get top four. So it's not really. I don't think it's the side. Which, it's which, definitely which the is a credit back to the Wenger days. So, like, but let's. Yeah, well, on. yeah, there is that. Is yeah, I suppose there is a bit of credit there where credit's due. We and, still and, managed to get top four with them. But I also think this. It's also a demonstration how far ahead we were, probably as a team, in comparison to other sides and other sides are invested and uh, got closer. You look at the lot down the road when they had Potocino in; they were absolutely dire, and they've actually built and maintained a team. Uh, Leicester, another example. Liverpool were once great and then dreadful and then built back up again. He got Man City, who bought the way to whatever they have, uh, but with a bit of style and class. He got Chelsea, who bought the way with no style, no class, no history. Um, you know, that's you know that's, that's the way it is. But FA Cup, third round, Leeds. Le- Leeds, dirty Leeds. Leeds, 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 Leeds. I just can't believe it's Island Road. I really can't believe that. That's right up the road from me, 40 minutes away. I'd have been perfect away day, that. Well, we've just spoken about Shemak, right? (laughs) The last time we played Leeds at the Emirates, what happened, boys and girls? What happened? Thierry Henry. The return of the king, wasn't it? And I'm lighting up. I'm 99% certain it was Shamak he replaced when he came on. There you I'm go. I'm 99% certain it was Shamak that went off and the rest is history, isn't it? I think I look slightly slimmer. Than, we haven't got someone like that anymore, have we? I, I think I look slightly slimmer than uh, Thierry on the day because uh, he was carrying a few pounds, but he could still <laughs> still score a goal and a half, couldn't he? Yeah. What a night. What a night um, that was. It would be played over the weekend of the, the, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday around the 3rd of January, uh, you know, it'd be, wouldn't it be great to... Would, would, is the replay... Yeah, there is replays in the third round. Is after the fourth or fifth round, they stop uh, replays in the FA Cup. They, they used to be... Uh, they're, they're trying to get rid of them completely. What's that? Sorry, what's that, Melina? That's after the fourth round. After yeah. the fourth round, okay. Um, I can't see it being played on the third, by the way. Because we, well, it could be, but we play on the first, don't we, in the evening with a late game on the first against Man United, don't we? So yes, we I, I wouldn't have thought it had been on the third. We'll be on the Monday night. Moved. Yeah, might yeah, get moved. It'll be the Sunday Monday night. Think, Will yeah. we welcome Enketia back in that team, though? Enketia won't be allowed to play if he's on loan. It depends on it because it's different for cup games. Oh, it might. It depends what's in his contract on the in the loan contract. He might actually be able to play. Okay, and we'll be welcoming back uh, Luke Ailing. And um, I'm getting my dates correct. My dates are the 5th to the 7th of January. So, uh, people, that has been uh, really enjoyable, as always. Um, I'm Thank you for all jumping in and joining in. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I'd just like to take two seconds. Uh, locally to me, people will have seen um, on the news that... Uh, uh, there was a pretty nasty accident outside of school. It's actually literally the other side of that screen. It's literally right next door to me. And a young chap called Harley Watson um, was killed age 12. There was five other people also uh, injured, including uh, two 15-year-old uh, boys, a 13-year-old girl and a 16-year-old boy, uh, and a 23-year-old 
um, lady. Uh, I'd like to wish him all well. I want to uh, pass on my sincere sympathies to uh, the family of um, of Harley Watson. I can not even imagine what it's like for those parents to think it's awful to lose a child at any point, but like leading up this close to Christmas must be absolutely dreadful. There is a GoFundMe uh, page. Uh, which is up. I've put it on Arsenal fans forum. I will put it on Guns and Yellow Ribbons uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, if you want to put it 20 pence in, pound, whatever, do something if you want. If you don't, don't. But uh, it's just something I'd like to do um, for them. I don't know the the, the, the the young lad. I don't know their family, but it's a, a very small community. Mike's been around here. He knows he knows the area. It's a, it's a, it's a small just working class local community um, full of West Ham, Tottenham, Arsenal, uh, all sorts. We don't care. We're just, but it's just sad. So, um, yeah. Sleep well, Harley. There we go. There we go. Well said, Fergus. Well said, mate. Well said. It's just, it's sad. Very sad. Very uh, sad. This time of year, especially. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 2019 has been a great one. Hey, <laughs> um, you have been listening to guns and the other ribbons. Um, Hopefully 2020 is a much better year for us moving forward. Uh, we're in a new era with a new interim manager uh, and whatever happens from there on in. Uh, I thank Melina for joining in. Thank you very much, as always. Uh, Scully, love the Christmas tree. Absolutely love it. You'll have to tell the wife, mate. Yeah, Jay, well done. <laughs> Up ass! Um, and, <laughs> and Trev, <laughs> I'm glad you... I'm glad. I'm glad you got socks on, mate. I'm glad you got socks on. I have. It's 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 just dropped below twenty degrees here this week. I'm not happy. I'm not <laughs> happy, man. Socks and sandals, Trev. Hey. Oh. <laughs> oh, at least no. At least they're happy. And they're red and white. Of course they're red and white. What <laughs> You have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. If you like what you see, subscribe. Remember to ring the bell on YouTube. If you're on Facebook, share it with your friends. If you're on Twitter, we're on Guns and Ribbons. Um, listen, we're all just fans. We do this for fun, nothing more. Um, and we enjoy doing it, whether we get 100 people watching, 200 people, 500 people. We really don't care. We just we do it because we enjoy each other's company. Um, uh, buy Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Up the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.